0: Very good morning, Jai Shri Krishna Guru. thank you for joining the Devi Mahatmyam Parayam. Today we begin the third episode of Devi Mahatmyam and it is chapter 5. Meditation on Mahasaraswati. Wielding in her lotus hands the bell, trident, floor chair, pestle, discus, bow and arrow, her luster is like that of a moon shining in autumn sky. She is born from the body of Gauri and is the sustaining base of the three worlds. The Maha Saraswati, I worship here, who destroyed Shumba and the other Asuras. Wishing you all a very happy Navratri. Om Shri Guru Vyo Namaha, Om Shri ganeshay Namaha, Om Shri saraswatay Namaha, Om Shri Guru Dattatre Namaha, Om Shri Maha Namah, Namaha, Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu Guru Devo maheshwarah Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, shi Guruve Namaha. Fifth chapter, Devi Mahatmya, from third episode. O Klim, the sades said, long ago, Indra's shares in the sacrifices and his authority over the triple world were captured by the asuras, Shumba and Nishumba, by resorting to their strength and pride. They too themselves took over the authority of the sun, the moon, Kubera, Yama and Varuna. They too captured the glory of Vayu and performed the acts of Agni. Their kingdom lost, the vanquished gods were expelled. All the gods whose authority has been captured and who were spurned by the two great asuras remembered that goddess who is invincible. A boon was given to us by her as follows. If you remember me in distress, that very moment I shall destroy all your worst sufferings. Resolving thus, the gods went to Himavan, the lord of the mountains. There they praised the divine Vishnu Maya. The gods said, the gods said, salutations to the goddess, to the great goddess, our constant salutations to the auspicious, salutations to Prakriti, To the good, with restraint, we have bowed down to her. Salutations to her, who's terrible. To her, who is eternal. Salutations, salutations to Gauri. To her, who upholds and sustains. Our constant salutations. To her, who's the form of the moon. Who is moonlight and who is delight. We make our obeisance to her who is auspicious to the obeisant, to growth and prosperity, to accomplishment, salutations to thee, consort of Shiva, to the misfortune, to the good fortune of kings, to Durga, who fords us across difficulties, to the essence, to the doer of all, to the discriminating knowledge, to the dark one, to smoky one, our constant salutations. We have prostrated before the exceedingly beautiful, before the extremely terrible, salutations, salutations to her. To the mainstay of the world, to the goddess workmanship, we bow, we bow. To the goddess who in all beings is resonant as Vishnu Maya, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations, salutations. To the goddess who in all beings is called consciousness, to her salutations, to her salutations, to to her salutations, salutations, salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of intelligence, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations, and salutations. To the goddess. Who in all beings abides in the form of sleep, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations, and salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of hunger, to her salutations, to her salutations, 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 and salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of shadow, to her, salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations and salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of force, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations and salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of thirst, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations. Salutations, salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of patience, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations, salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of genus, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations, salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of modesty, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, 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 to the Goddess who in all beings abides in the form of peace, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, 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 to the Goddess who in all beings abides in the form of faith, To her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations, salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of glowing charm. To her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations, salutations. To the goddess, who in all beings abides in the form of good fortunes. To her salutations, to her salutations. To her salutations, salutations, salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of activity, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations, salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of remembrance, to her salutations, to her salutations, to salutation, her salutations, salutations, salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of mercy, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations, and salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of contentment, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations, salutations. To the goddess who in all beings abides in the form of Mother, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, 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 to the Goddess, who in all beings abides in the form of mistake, to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, 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 to her who presides over the senses and over the beings and also permeates into all beings to that ever pervasive goddess, salutations, salutations, to the goddess who pervading the entire universe abides in the uh, abides in the form of consciousness to her salutations, to her salutations, to her salutations, salutations, salutations. Lauded by the gods, formerly for attaining the desired object and then served for days together by the kings of gods, may she, Ishwari, the cause of auspiciousness, do us the auspicious good and destroy the miseries. And who is at the present moment offered salutations by us gods, tormented by the haughty sons of Diti, and who? When remembered by us, with bodies bent with devotion, destroys that very moment all our miseries. The sage said, O oh, the, the, oh, the delight of kings! Thus, while the gods were engaged in the lord, Parvati, the daughter of the mountain, came to bathe in the waters of the Ganges. She, of pretty eyebrows, asked those gods, Who is it that is being lauded here? From her body she, an auspicious form, emerged and replied. This lord is done to me by the gods assembled here, who have been vanquished by Nishumba in battle and spawned by the asura Shumba. As the mother emerged from the physical sheath of the daughter of the mountain, henceforth she is extolled as Kaushiki, in all the worlds. After she emerged, Parvati, the daughter of the mountain, became dark and was called Kalika, that is dark. She took her abode in the Himalayas. So what have we learned so far? The most important things today we are invoking the goddess, that is on Mahasaraswati. And in this chapter, we are understanding that there are two asuras, that is Shumba and Nishumba, who have captured over the triple world. You know, they have also taken over the god's heaven, that is the king's throne. Indra's throne has been taken over, as usual. And now, they have become very huge in their strength and pride. So, Shumba refers to the strength and Nishumba the pride. So, because of which, the gods are lauding the Vishnu Maya Okay. And what did they do? They remembered the goddess who is invincible. And they believed when they worship her, she will come and save them. Vanquish all their miseries and destroy the demons. So that is what they are doing here. Now, this Devi is emerged from the sheath, the body. The sheath of goddess Parvati. And what happens? She, how does she look? She emerged forth from the sheath of, of goddess Parvati and that is the daughter of mountain. And because of that, she was extolled as Kaushiki in all the worlds. And then after she emerged, once she you know emerged, Parvati, the daughter of the mountain, that is Himavan, became dark. She became dark. And that is why she is called Kali. Kali means dark. That is black in, uh, in Hindi. So Kalika means dark. She took her abode in the Himalayas. So let's continue from here. Then Chanda and Munda, the bearers of Shumba and Nishumba, espies the mother who has taken who had taken a most charming form. Now there are two other Asuras here Chanda and Munda. I will explain to them who they are once we go ahead with the story. It's not the story, there's a truth about our life. But let us understand. Shumba was informed by them O great king, some woman resides there, exceedingly charming, shedding lustre on the mountain, Imavan. Nobody has ever seen such an exquisite form anywhere. O king of Asuras, please ascertain who that goddess is, and take possession of her. A gem among women, of exceedingly lovely limbs, she stands, making the quarters luminous by her luster. You ought to see her. What are they doing? They're they're actually giving the beauty, the description of how beautiful this goddess is. But they're not calling her goddess. What are they addressing her as? A woman! O Lord, whatever things are there in the three worlds, all of them, gems, jewels, elephants, horses, etc., are now appearing in your mansion. From Indra, Iravath, the gem amongst elephants has been brought. Likewise, this Parijadar tree and the horse Uchishnava. Here stands in your courtyard the aerial chariot locked with swans. This wonderful thing originally belonged to Brahma and has been brought as a gem of its class. So whatever the best of the gods had, you know, they have all captured them and have been kept under the possession or in the mansion of these great asuras, Shumma and Nishumba. Now their commanders, you know, they are telling, you have everything, you have the best of everything, but you don't have this beautiful woman with you. This treasure, Mahapadma, has been brought from Kubera. The Lord of Wealth, the ocean has given the garland of unfading lotuses full of filaments. The umbrella of Varuna, showering gold, is now in your mansion. Similarly, this nice chariot, which belonged once to Lord of Beings. O Lord, you have seized the lands of Yama, the famous Ukrantida. The noose of Varuna, the King of Waters, is in the possession of your brother. All classes of gems born out of the ocean, have become Nishumbas. Agni too has granted you a pair of garments purified by fire. O Lord, the sons of division, thus all gems have been seized by you. Why this auspicious lady, a gem of woman, has not been taken by you, is a question this, this commanders in chief the uh, commander of these asuras are asking. The sage said, On hearing these words of Chanda and Munda, Shumpa sent the great Asura Sugriva as messenger to the goddess. Go and tell her such and such accordingly to what I say. You have to finish the work speedily in such a way that she comes forward in love. He went to the very lovely spot in the mountain where the goddess was seated and spoke to her nicely nicely sweet words. The messenger said, o goddess shumba the lord of the sons of diti is the supreme sovereign in the three worlds i am sent by him as a messenger and have come here to your presence none of the divine words has ever transgressed his commands and he has defeated all the foes of the asuras listen to what he says mine is the entire triple world the gods are under my control I partake each one of all their shares in the sacrifices. All the best gems in the three worlds, without exception, are under my control. Likewise, Indra's vehicle, the gem of elephants, has been taken by me. That gem of a horse, uchishrava by name, produced out of the churning of the milky ocean, was offered to me with salutations by the gods. O oh, beautiful one, whatever things were, like... Rare gems with the gods Gandharvas and Nagas, they're all now with me only. O goddess, we in the world esteem you a gem among women. So you come to us as we are the enjoyers of rare gems. You come to me or to my brother Nishumba of vast prowess, O lady of wavering glance, as you are really a gem. By accepting me, You will get huge wealth of no comparison. Think over this in your mind and become my spouse." The sage said, thus spoken to the goddess Durga, adorable and auspicious, by whom this world is upheld and sustained, said seriously, laughing within herself. The goddess said, you have spoken the truth. No falsehood has been uttered by you in this connection. Shumba is the overlord of the triple world, and Nishumba too is likewise. But how to falsify the promise formerly made out of immaturity in mind? Cure the promise I made long ago. He alone will become my husband who conquers me in battle, who vanquishes my pride, <coughs> and who is equal to me in strength in the world. And so let Shumba come here or Nishumba of great strength. Let them conquer me easily and win my hand in marriage. Why delay? The messenger said, O goddess, your haughty, do not say like this in front of me. In all the three worlds, which male dare stand before Shumba and Nishumba? Also, before other asuras, even all the gods assembled cannot stand in battle. Then what about you, all alone, and that to a woman? What is he saying? Then what about you, all alone, and that to a woman? How can you, a woman, confront Shumba and others whom all the gods, headed by Indra, cannot stand in battle? Oh, my word alone, or sorry, on my word alone, you, you go to the vicinity of Shumba and Nishumba. There is no need of you going to them dragged by your tresses and your dignity lost. The goddess said, it is true. Shumba is strong and Mishumba is likewise. What can I do? My promise made is an unthinking moment is there. Sorry, in an unthinking moment is there. You go and tell the lord of Asuras carefully all that I have said. Let him do what is proper. Oh my God. Have you understood what is happening here? Let me now explain what this truth is all about. What did Chanda do? Chanda and Munda, okay? What did they come and tell their great master? They saw this beautiful, she's a goddess, but he said a beautiful woman whose luster is illumining the mountain itself. She is so beautiful. He came and described all that to his, to his, that king of Asuras, that is and Nishumbha. Now, what is what is the thing that I want to possess? But when he described, what was he saying? He said some very beautiful things. He was telling, you already have captured the wealth of the triple world. You become the master of this triple world. Everything that the gods had, you know, whatever was... Unique, the precious gems, the elephant, to the horse, Uchishrava, airavath whatever Indra had, Barundev had, you know, Bayu had, Agni had, Yama had. Everything, now they have captured it. What does it mean? Two important words come about. One is, the asuras represent. One is the lust and the second one is called the greed. And most important is, you know, what happens when he says, the most beautiful woman You know, woman, the feminine aspect is an enticement created by the divine lord. She is an object of enticement. That is how the world looks at her. It is not about she is an object of enticement, but that is how the world perceives her. And what is happening, the asuras are like, I want to now possess her. They don't address her goddess. He is telling, there is a woman, beautiful she you have everything in your mansion that is talking about the greed. He has possessed everything. He has the most beautiful thing. What is the one very important to covet is the lust. That is the object of enticement. She is very beautiful. She is just enticing. You know, that's what happens in the material world. We get so enticed. And lust, you know, there's another meaning for lust as well. Lust doesn't alone mean you are attracted to the opposite, you know, the sexes. Whether it is a male getting attracted to a female or female getting attracted towards a male. Those are getting attracted to each other. You know, a different, you know, uh, gender. Whether it's a male or female. But there is a very important thing that lust represents. Lust also means that you you are craving. You want, I want this. That means it is, I'm lusting for it. It's not just for the object, a man or a woman. It's also, no, I want Indra's heaven. That's also lusting. Lusting doesn't just mean that it's an attraction, that you uh, uh, you want to possess that object in your world. And there is a culmination, which is about, I either want to marry her, I want to own her, I want to possess her. She has to become my wife, he has to become my husband. That is what we represent lust as. Lust also means I want to satisfy my physical desires my lusty desires. That is an aspect to that. But what does the other thing represent? It also means that oh I am lusting for things. I want it. I want it. You know that lust is always there and that's very dangerous and your greed is becomes insatiable. What is growing? Your lust and greed is growing simultaneously and your desires are insatiable. It's not stopping there. The moment I see something the best I want it. Or we see, you know, didn't he give this comparison? Now you have become the lord of the triple world, you have the everything. He's telling whatever the gods own, everything is with you. Now the gods have become adhim to you. What is that also tells? We let the demons within us, the lust and the greed, to conquer the, the heavens, which is the gods. Remember the first chapter in Devi Mahatmyam, we spoke about how every Aspect, every part of a being, there is a divine being. There is God connected to that organ, to that path, right? Now what is happening? These demons have conquered the triple heaven. The triple heaven is where? Head to toe. The, the three world is within this body itself. So what is happening when the demons conquer? Means you have taken your entire being, your whole being has been conquered by the lust and the greed. The demons have taken over. And then what happens? You're constantly, you know, running after that material worldly possessions. I want to get married to the most beautiful woman. I want to get married to the most beautiful man in the world. The handsomest man in the world. I want to, you know, he should, he's, he has to be the prince charming. She has to be the queen. She's the most beautiful. She has to be a princess of some place. So those are the kind of things we aspire. And then what? Oh, I want to become a billionaire. I'm going to have a startup. I'm going to have the best of everything. Oh, if he has achieved, you know, 100 billion target, I will achieve 100 billion target. You know, I will. That's my goal. That's my ambition. So they run after this greed. And what is the means used? It's all about adharma. We don't then follow the righteous path. We are going to do everything that is adharmic to achieve that. Because, look, achieving on the path of dharma is not so easy. Because you have to work really hard. What has the demons did? They have caught con- they've taken it from the gods, right? They did not go and earn that. They have conquered the gods, they have defeated the gods and they have taken it. They have taken that, they have captured the gods and they've taken possession of whatever that they had, which is adharmic. That is what happens. What is that represent? That means our being is fully occupied by these demons, the lust, the greed. And every other demons, like Chanda and Munda, who's talking about, see, Shumba and Nishumba, I will come later. I'm not going to, you know, tell who they are. But there was a clue given in the first one. It's called the strength and the pride. The pride, oh, look, I am the mightiest. You know, I I have defeated the god in this world. That is Shumba talking, I am the strength. He's, He's trying to show how great, how much of strength he has. The gods are weaker. That's the demonic power. You know, when you come to the power, the power gets to head. Oh, I am the greatest. Nobody can defeat me in this world. Don't you think? Don't you see? And this is a representation in the material world as well. You see, people come to power. When people come to power, whether it's in the corporates, whether it is in any place, when the power gets to the head, you think no end of yourself. And Nishumba is a representation of the pride. The pride comes to you. I am the greatest. There's nobody who can, you know, conquer me. That's how they become demonic. That, has, that is the demons. And that happens within us, right? When, imagine, you get a little success. You will start thinking about yourself. You know, no end of yourself. You think, oh, I am this great success that is there. I have achieved this. I have given so many speeches. No, that's what happens. So we should never let this, that strength, you know, speak. Oh, thinking, oh, I am. I have so much strength in me. No. You you don't, don't say it in, the, in a way which is arrogance. Displaying your arrogance. No. You cannot. And the next is pride or thinking no end of yourself. See, please remember, all these demons are anyways going to be killed by the Devi. She is the power. She is a goddess. And she is here to destroy the evil. Why are we invoking? And in the, in the invocation, if you really listen, who is she? She is a representation of the mercy, the patience, the contentment. And a very important word also was mentioned, a mistake as well. But... How do you want to invoke her? What are the things that you want to use? See, that is the strength you have. These are the capabilities. Those are the powers vested within ourselves, which we do not use. Why are we invoking this Devi? So that this asuras can be destroyed within us. The greed. The greed that is there. We're running after greed constantly. We don't have to run after. That doesn't mean in the material world, you're not supposed to do your job or you're not supposed to plan for your future. Does not mean that you're not supposed to aspire for a better life? Yes, you have to. But that doesn't mean that you get lost in that objects. That is what it means. What does it mean? You are, okay, today if you have, say, you have um, 1 million, then tomorrow you want 10 million, then you want, you know, 100 million, then you want 1 billion. So it's it's about your greed is growing, growing. That is what should not happen. On the contrary, you have to aspire. Yes, I want to earn. I want to do good. I want to do it for a cause, to serve the purpose of my existence. That is why I want to do. But if you get lost into that enjoyment and become haughty and pride and thinking no end of yourselves and going on the path of a dharma, then you will be destroyed by your own, you know, evil tendencies. The goddess is going to destroy you. So that is what happens. So don't Go after this, and most important, please remember, lust is a dangerous thing to have. I said in the Gita, uh, when Lord Datatre is teaching, you know, uh, when Lord, rather Lord Shri Krishna is imparting that twenty-four principal gurus of Lord Datatre, which was taught to his forefathers. That is Yadu Yadu vansh Lord Datatre had imparted this knowledge, and that teaching was imparted to Uddhava. And in that Lord Shri Krishna says a very beautiful verse. Uh, 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 He gives a very beautiful teaching from one verse. The the woman is an enticement created of the divine. The divine Lord created this enticement. But that doesn't mean you get lost. You don't fall for that enticement. That is what it means. And he gives a beautiful representation as the, uh, you know, the firefly which goes and falls into that fire, attracted towards that light and dies. Likewise, we also get destroyed in this attraction of maya. This world is an attraction and enticements are lust and greed that I want to possess this. It can be a jewelry, it can be your, you know, the beautiful sari, dresses, house, you know, wealth, whatever that is there. Please remember, don't run after these material worldly things. That is what these demons do within us. They create that greed. You know, your greed starts growing. Look, I have a family. I want this. I want that. We don't have that aspect called contentment within us. We want more and more and more. But how much more is enough for you? And there's a question you have to ask yourself. How much more is enough for you? And what are you going to do to get that more? And here, this, you know, Shumba and Nishumba have taken possession in an adharmic manner. Which means they have not worked hard to earn that what have done? They have taken it away from the gods. They have defeated the gods using their powers, the demonic nature, the demonic tendencies, the demonic powers. And then what happens? Then you are, you are destroying the gods. You are trying to create harm to them. So what happens? Every time there is a, a dharma is raising, then the divine manifests to establish dharma and put, the, put back everybody on the path of righteousness and especially save the devotees and the disciples of the divine lord and this happens in in three worlds one is happening within one is happening in the world that we are in on earth and one is happening in the heaven these are the three dimensional you know experiences which is happening at the same time so what is it you have to do you have to understand who you truly are the divine Propensities, the divine qualities that is existing within you, you have to use that to overcome this. And what does Goddess represent? She is, she abides as. What does it said? She is the Great Goddess. Con- okay, sorry, here it is mentioned. Ah, uh, she abides in all beings in the form of intelligence. So you can't say I don't have intelligence. Everybody is having intelligence. Everybody is having consciousness. Everybody is having hunger. Everything. She abides in the form of knowledge. In the form of you know, contentment in the form of force, thirst, you name it, patience, mercy, modesty, faith. Every she abides as that in all beings. What does it mean? So, everybody has these divine propensities, but do we ever use them? We actually let our demons rise. That is what Devi Mahatmya means. This Devi is you. Why are you allowing these rakshasas to rise in you? Why can't you bring, you know, get that, you know, bring forward the Devi within you? Use that astra, shastras that is there. Everything is within you. Use that capability, God-given abilities, that potentials, bring it out for doing something good, for rising above in your own life. You have to become this Devi. That is what is Devi Mahatmyam all about. There is no Devi outside of you. You are that great goddess. And why don't you understand who you truly are? It's not about just a woman I'm, uh, I'm you know, talking here about. Every man, every woman. You just can have a gender difference. You can appear as a man, you can appear as a woman. It's talking about a human being. You are the Devi. That is exactly what the story is all about. There is no Rakshasas outside. And you know what? Because of this demonic nature, if you see every human being, individual, individual human beings, we talk about them having the divine nature and demonic qualities, evil propensities. So what do they display? Some become evil like this, Shumba and Nishumba. Chanda and Munda they become. They are always running after either lust, greed, or you know, power, pride. Don't you see? My Gurudev will teach a very beautiful thing. When you see a human being, you can see the kind of a nature that they have. Whether they are lusting, they are quite greedy or what. What does that tell you? That tells you that they are only, they have given, they are let this Shumba and Nishumba take over their entire being. So they are, you know, Uh, displaying the demonic qualities, the demonic tendencies. Why would you want to become that having this knowledge, having this understanding, seek the grace of this divine being within yourself and invoke her within you so that you can use that the divine qualities, that capability to become this Devi because it is very clearly explained here. She abides in all beings in the form of intelligence in the form of knowledge in the form of consciousness in the form of faith contentment and every other thing so what is is missing is that you don't understand today this knowledge is coming to you so invoke this goddess within you to overcome this lust and greed stop running after things please remember one very beautiful thing in life everybody when i say everybody right it's it's about each and every body is born with their own prarabdha karma. Whatever is due to you, will you will anyways get it. But please remember, at the God's appointed timing, not when you think you want it. You can say, today I am in this miserable condition. I don't know what to do. But you just have to put the faith. What is the word used? Faith. Just put the faith at the lotus feet of the divine lord, the goddess. And then you just do your part of the deal. What has How he works through, what he has to do, he will do. At the end of the day, please remember, The bestower of the fruits of your action resides with only one being. And he will give you that which is right for you. That which has to come to you duly. He will anyways give you more than you can ever have imagined for. And he is never going to give you those things which will put you into a karmic loop. Which will will cause you to incur sins or which will create more karma for you. He is never going to give anything of that sort. Whatever the Divine Lord bestows upon you will be pure, which will be sinless. So you have to always be content within yourself in that capacity. Whatever the problem, whatever the situation might be, you just have to surrender. I do Krishna Arpan, Whatever, whoever you believe your Ishta. I just Samarpan to Sai Baba, I Samarpan to Lord Shri Krishna, I Samarpan to this Devi. Whoever you want to believe, you just Samarpan at the lotus feet and just keep doing your job he takes care of everything i am telling you my krishna guruji is one such you know he he'll never say you know you know you know be do something wrong or whatever no matter what situation he said have faith in the divine lord he'll always say this just have that faith believe that the lord will take care of you no matter what the situation is it will vanish magic happens when you have the faith and surrender is the most important thing and if you don't surrender then you can't achieve anything. So surrender at the lotus feet of this divine Lord and you will be redeemed in your life. Don't run after lust and greed. That it's not going to give you anything. But even when you are in that, don't get attached to that. Don't dwell on that sense objects and don't get lost in that. That is what it means that we allow these demons within us to rule over. And when they have taken over the mind, what is going to be in your mind? Imagine. Yesterday we learned, last three days, we are learning how Mahishasura became the king of Indra, which means he's already conquered Indra and he is now going to only put you into tamasic guna, the mode of tamas, which is about inertia, lethargy, sleep, whatever. And you're going to become very lazy. You're going to be apathetic towards life. You don't care. Okay, anyway, my life is like this. What am I supposed to do? I've accepted it. That is going to become your attitude. And then what happens? The other, other demons, which is like this Chanda. This Shumma ni Shumma no, who are displaying that I want to become the powerful and, and I want to achieve this. When you have the oracious desire, the lust and the greed, then you are going to do everything that is adharmic. And your goal is not about do, getting or achieving anything in a dharmic manner. You want it. I want, I want, I want. The greed is insatiable. So what you do? You end up, you know, doing adharmic things to possess that. In this case, the demons have taken over what is rightfully belonging to the gods. So what happens? Then the destruction begins. And the Devi, the compassionate being, she is invoked. And now she has to fight these demons. So that the gods can be given back what is duly belonging to them. She can restore the adharma that has happened in the triple worlds. Within, outside and at the heaven as well. That is what Devi Mahatmyam is all about. Become, become that Devi. You know, invoke her within yourself and rise above and destroy the evil which is there within us. All those demons, Chanda, Munda, the lust and the greed, everything and overcome and become divine. Become that beautiful Devi. Let the world know your greatness. That is all about Devi Mahatmyam. So with that, we stop here. We end the third chapter. So you go and tell the Lord of Asuras carefully all that I have said. Let him do what is proper. And one last, um, uh, which I missed explaining. You know, the Asuras, look at this Devi as what a woman. So don't ever think a woman is incapable. Because here, they were talking about a woman being, you know, an object of just an enticement. She's an object of lust. Somebody who can desire. Similarly, it's the same thing for any gender. So don't reduce a woman, a Devi, to a woman. Don't think a woman is incapable. And never treat a woman like some doormat. And also it is our own way. Uh, Every woman thinks, oh, she's a martyr. She has been subjected to certain challenges in this world. Please remember, nobody can give you your position. You have to understand that you are this Devi and become that Devi with your own self-effort. Nobody can give you this from outside. The world is going to talk like this. Look at that woman. They're going to very, you know, derogatorily think that, you know, this male, that they are the power in this world. See, that's, that's been the way how the world has been designed. But it is for you to rise. That is what we're talking about. You are this Devi. Become that Devi. Don't become an ordinary human being. Don't become, you know, somebody who thinks, you know, you're just a mother your job is only to a mother you, you know your job is to be a best wife all that no you have a job towards yourself as well to becoming truly who you are and s- serving the purpose of being born as this human being you have to serve your swadharma and follow following the path of dharma that is what it is and know this you are this great goddess don't ever feel small don't become apathetic towards your life and don't sympathize with yourself oh look everybody's treating me like this No, they will say. Doesn't mean that Devi got dissuaded. Did she say anything wrong? No, she said, go tell your master that I have taken a vow that only those who are equal in strength with me, who can defeat me, I will then marry them. What does that tell you? That tells you how much power she has. She is not afraid of anybody here. And know what is one thing that she is demonstrating? That is fearlessness. We fear everything in our world. Why should you fear? Understand you are this great goddess. You have all this power within you. And never fear anything. Face your life with grit and strength. The strength of this Devi is within you. That potential is within you. You are the Devi Mahatma. You are the great goddess. Rise. Let this Navratri be the most beautiful one for you. So that you can empower this goddess within yourself. Become fearless. And be this Devi. Thank you once again for joining Devi Mahatmyam. Here ends the fifth of Devi Mahatmyam in Markandeya Purana during the period of Savarni, the Manu. Om Shri Mahaganapate Namaha Om Shri Gurudev Datta. Om Shri Tachidananda Sadguru Sainat Maharaj Ki Jai Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Digambara Digambara Shri Padvallabha Digambara Om Shri Krishna Guru Nathanata Shri Guruve Namaha Om Devi Durgaaya Namaha Om Shri Krishna Arpanam Namastu Krishnam Bande Jagat Guru